We're recording. Excellente. You want to do the introduction? Nah. I kind of want you to do the introduction. Of course you do. You like a good train wreck. Well, it's, it's like comedy gold. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> go uh, ahead, Kenny. All right. Here's me doing my impression of Matt Anderson's introduction to the Chips and Bit- Bits podcast. Hi, welcome to the Chips and Bits podcast. I'm Matt Anderson. And I'm Kenny Myers. And today we're going to talk about um, Deus Ex. You forgot to uh, clear your throat. Um, yeah, and it's going to be swell. It's going to, it's, it's going to be swell. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chips and Bits podcast. I am Kenny Myers, and with me, as always, Matthew Anderson. There he is, the man himself. And we are going to talk about Deus Ex, Human Revolution. Make sure you get it right. Human Revolution, not the original Deus Ex. Um, or its sequel, Human Revolution. Uh, and in particular, we are going to talk about how we felt uh, about the game, which I don't know why I said that, because uh, that's what we talk about every time in these podcasts. Yeah, although uh, I think we may, uh, we may do a little bit more. We may talk about a few more things that we didn't like. I mean, this we can game. start this off and just, <clears throat> just say that... Uh, it's hard for us to recommend this game. Yeah, it's 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 among the first that we've podcasted that uh, we're not insanely excited about. Right. Um, I was I was thinking about this earlier in my smoking chair uh, and my smoking <laughs> jacket as I ponder. In your Wolverine shirt. In my Wolverine suit. Wow. And I. Uh, I was thinking that the I would compare this game to the original Assassin's Creed. Interesting. Okay, keep going. So I think Deus Ex shows a lot, a lot of promise. Like super amount of promise, really impressive ideas, uh, and then like some somewhat up like volatile execution, and then finally at the end just. Just this repetitive, boring, I'm finishing this to finish this uh, <laughs> game gameplay. Like, like, I feel like there's really amazing ideas, and it's, it's a really cool game, and it has a cool setting. Um, exactly how I felt about the original Assassin's Creed, which I thought was a really cool game. Had a cool setting, but by the end, you know, it was, it was just the same thing in every city it's like you repeat the same five events yeah that is <clears throat> that is true i would uh if i was going to pick a game to like in this too i would have also picked an, a, an original in a series but the one i would have picked would have been mass effect um not just in the similarities of the gameplay but because even though uh, assassin's creed did exactly what you said it did i felt like uh, before it, it turned into repetitive Assassin's Creed, it was way more fun to play um, than Deus Ex was. Uh, whereas Mass Effect had kind of the the thing where 
you got invested in the story, you got invested in the characters, you went through this world, you thought it was great, and then you hit, uh, what is it, the Citadel, where just all of a sudden, all of the amazingness that was the original Mass Effect just kind of dissolved into this open, repetitive, crazy level. And then I ended that game thinking, okay, this game has lots and lots of potential, but that one wasn't amazing. It didn't, didn't wow me. And so Deus Ex had more similarities to that for me, except I'll also caveat that with, at the end of Deus Ex, I'm not really looking forward to playing another one. Really? Yes. I think it has an amazing amount of potential for a sequel. I think it does too, but I think that if I was going to start improving things in that game, I would have to do things like improve the camera and the perspective and the combat system and the tech tree and things of that nature, which doesn't even get you to a place where you are even, even touching horrible, horrible things like the voice acting. Oh, God. And I, you know, that, that is just, you know. All right. So <laughs> let's see. You, you kind of touched on a lot of things. Um, okay. Yeah, so why, why, start by telling me, you know, some of the things that you, well, let's start with some of the things we did like about this game. Let's give it a little bit of credit before we, we deep dive here. The variability of ways you could complete a level was interesting, was good. As in, the, you know, the different options you could take? Right. So, generally in Deus Ex, you can find... <laughs> although, towards the end of the game, it became really annoying, because it's really, essentially, find the vent, and then the vent <laughs> will get you around an area. Like, that's it. Like, in the beginning of the game, you're like, oh, cool, there's this vent behind this box. But by the end of the game, you're like, all right, where's the fucking vent so I can just get around this shit? And there's always a vent. Which box is hiding the vent? Which box is hiding the vent? Okay. Don't, forget, don't forget ladders, Kenny. I mean... Oh, ladders. There's so many oh, ladders. And then the falling and taking damage stuff. Or right, making so, a sound, too. <laughs> we've already transitioned into bashing the game. Why don't, why don't you stick to the things that, that you like? So you mentioned uh, that you like the different ways that you could uh, complete a certain task. Um, I actually, I, I thought the story was halfway decent. I thought the voice acting was completely awful. We're talking about things you like, Kenny. <laughs> I don't, I don't have, I don't blend things I like, <laughs> things I love, things I hate. They're all the same stream. All right. Well, then I, I will comment on your first one then, because uh, I totally agree. I think one of the best the things find about event. The, yeah, I, I think that one of the best things about this game um, was that. Uh, and this kind of covers a bunch of different topics, but one of the best ways to describe this game is to call it old school. <clears throat> I think you and I have talked about this word when we've, when we've talked about this game before, but essentially it doesn't do a lot of the things that the kind of newer, more modern, kind of dumbed-down video games do. Uh, you don't always know where you're supposed to go. It should have been uh, third map. person, damn it. <laughs> Dude, stay focused, damn it. I'm sorry. I'm having so, flashbacks. We beat this like two months ago. It's been a while, yeah. But um, yeah, so it doesn't, you know, it certainly gives you objectives, and you can see markers on a on a on a compass as to where you're supposed to go. But it's it's so open ended, and there's such a lack of direction that it really does feel like you're just kind of wandering around a lot of the time, trying to figure out what to do. And even though that that may sound annoying based on that limited description, what it does allow you to do is that when you're headed to the general vicinity of an objective, 
you might see a window and go, oh, I bet I can climb in that. Whereas, you know, Kenny, may, he may see a sewer and be like, oh, I can climb down into the sewer. And the brilliant thing is that you can go either of those ways. And those are just two of the probably 10 paths that you could have taken uh, that all lead you to the same place. But depending on how you got there, can change the things that the characters say, the choices that you get, blah, 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 and so forth. So that was, uh, yeah, again, in my opinion, I agree with you. It was one of the better things uh, about this game. Uh, yeah, and there's always the route which is the easiest, which is build your arsenal and just kill everybody. Which is another thing that we have to talk about about this game, because one of the other things that's kind of open-ended, but I think unfortunately to its detriment, was how they structured uh, the technology tree in the game and how you level your character up. Uh, there's plenty of ways to do it, but you know if you go into it and you honestly try and approach it like, okay, I am Adam Jensen. I'm augmented. I want the coolest powers that make me feel empowered. So I'm going to pick this this branch on the tech tree. And then to Kenny's point, you get into a room and it doesn't really matter what you picked. You better have gotten guns and shields because people are going to come into the room and they're going to shoot you. And it doesn't matter how good you are at stealth. You're going to run out of power. You're going to run out of stealth. And then you're going to have to shoot your way out almost every time. Well, I started the game over after getting to a certain point, which is the first <laughs> real boss battle. That's right. You did stop the game because, and I, and I think particularly I because I exactly the point yes, at which you stopped. You knew because exactly. I was also frustrated. Uh, I invested so much in stealth and like the cloaking mechanism and all that yep. stuff, which was awesome. Uh, except it never really did anything. Right. Exactly. All it all it did was cloak you, just like it said. <laughs> yeah, for like three seconds when you max it out, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, it did look great. Of course, you couldn't really see it because it wasn't fucking third person. Yeah. Like it well, should have been. When you went into cover, you could see yourself, Kenny. You know, like any game with stealth <laughs> now, if it's not third person, it's missing out on something. Like you, really you just cannot see the range that you can um, in first person. Yeah. Well, you know, if you followed uh, Branch uh, 71C of the Deus Ex tech tree, you could actually get, you know, cones of vision and radars on your screen. But, right. you know, who did that? Not I, me. I didn't, I didn't invest anything in stealth. I just looked for the nearest fucking vent whenever I wanted to do that. <laughs> I, I feel, I actually feel like very fortunate, Kenny, that you went through that pain ahead of me. Because, again, I guessed the exact moment that you would have stopped because the difficulty level of the game ramped up so significantly that if I hadn't been... It's secretly coached by you to to pay attention as to what I put my skill, what I invested my skill points in, and and, and kept myself strong both uh, offensively and defensively. I feel like I just would have given up playing that game. It was the, the difficulty level skyrockets yeah. at the first boss fight, and and again, that wouldn't be so bad if the entire game was a difficulty and it kind of had its ebb and its flow. But there's no other boss in the whole fucking game that is as hard as the first boss. There's not. Not even close. And in fact, all the other bosses have tricks that so, you can use to like stop them. Right. Yeah. You, you know what was what their weak points are. Uh, you know it was it was fascinating. Um, uh, this came out when because a major complaint about the game was the boss battles, uh, and it turns out that the boss battles were created by a separate development company altogether, like a separate game company altogether. And so you're right, it is a lot like the Assassin's Creed, where the main story is like one development firm, and then the little side missions they like farmed out to another company. Yeah. So this is the boss battles. Yeah, they, um, well, God, 
Assassin's Creed. Have you started uh, Revelations? Nope, I haven't. I haven't. Even, it comes on Friday. Wait until you see the title sequence for like the opening credits for the like the studios that had a part in making it. Does it have dubstep music on it? No, I wish it did though. Oh. Um, wah wah wah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, and the boss battles were you know a pretty well known complaint, but what was not brought up, and I have no idea why it wasn't brought up, was how terrible the voice acting was. Oh, dude. It's, I, I I almost feel like, for for people that haven't played the game, the the best way would just be like, I'll try. I could try and do my best impression if if you'll amuse me, Kenny. I'll do my best impression of the two uh, most prolific voices in in the game, and then um, you can tell me how good they were. Okay. 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 <clears throat> so I'll introduce myself as the characters. Hi, I'm Adam Jensen. I am augmented, but, uh, according to the story, my jaw was not wired shut, so I'm not sure why I'm talking this way. <laughs> that's, that's my Adam Jensen. Yeah. And if that's not bad enough, one of the other Pinnacle characters is your boss. And here's what your boss sounds like. Hi, Kenny. I'm David Seraph. <laughs> I, I run a multi-billion dollar... Uh, augmentation corporation <laughs> so I'm not sure why I sound like a washed up burned out stoner but that's you know what, what I sound like I, you, first of all bravo thank you bravo but uh, most importantly they suffer from Lil Wayne syndrome where they sound <laughs> like they're just taking a shit the entire time they, they really do and it's you know it's funny because it's like there has actually been um a couple voice uh, voices that have come out in games that, that this year that have been close. They, they've been on that you know typically irritating, uh, gravelly sort of like edgy voice thing. Like uh, the, the read when they readed the voice of Cole in Infamous. You know that was way different than the other couple, but it was it was good. Like the, yeah. the way that they did that, it was very very well done. I don't know what they were smoking when they casted the people that did these voices, but they are they are truly some of the worst I have ever, ever heard in a game. They're, they're very bad. They're pretty bad. Although you haven't played through Heavy Rain. <laughs> no, I haven't. But I played through it enough that I at least got a, a taste of what, it, what the potential of that game. Well, they get better. Everything gets better. Yeah, I just, I could not get over the fact that it's like, and, and the guy who plays your boss, this David Serif character, he yeah. also has a, a pretty pivotal role in, in the nar narration of the game. He's the one that, um, you know, if it's not, if it's not your pilot, um, it's your boss who's calling you on your transmitter going, hey, here's the next place you need to go to. Yeah. And it's almost like they purposely, they don't just say, hey, Adam, you know, move on to the next objective. They interrupt you, and then after giving you the next objective, they make sure that they take at least 15 minutes to go into this, you know, deep dive of storytelling where he's, he's trying to tell you about your parents or something, and it's just like, dude, shut up. You are so annoying. I can't even listen to your voice. I think this is the most energy I've ever seen you have on our podcast. Oh, this, it's because you let me do voice impressions, Kenny. You can do this every time. Which, you know, surprise, my friend. You have a talent. You have a yeah, talent for doing bad impersonations of bad voice <laughs> acting. That's true. You have a future in anime cartoons. <laughs> awesome. Well, or I have a future in Deus Ex video games, one of the two. Uh, you do not have a future <laughs> in general. Um, okay, so um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else 
that I liked. We talked about the multiple ways to get in. The story, as you mentioned, um, some of it was has been done before, but I, I, I did think that they had a pretty unique take on it. And they, I they, loved uh, the dial. I loved uh, when you could the dialogue exchange. It felt pretty natural to me. Like I could pick up who, what feedback. Uh, so. In, in Deus Ex Human Revolution, there's a there's a dialogue like you have the ability to talk your way essentially through a quest. Like you can just sort of convince someone to let you into an area, um, and I actually thought that that was really good. Like I felt like I knew what needed to be said. Sometimes it was a little iffy. Like I thought it was it was challenging, but you were able to still like you felt rewarded if you did it right. Um, I actually thought I love that part of the game. Whenever I got to talk to anyone, which I guess is hmm. kind of uh, I ironic. Was, I always well, I always feel it's kind of weird to like that's the thing to talk to people. Like, ooh, I can talk to people really well and get bonus items. It's like the <laughs> laziest way to achieve an objective. <laughs> well, still, but you know, if you're if you're talking LA noir, where it's you know the, the focal point of the game, um, that's one thing. You know, yeah. When that's the most exciting thing about your first-person shooter RPG game, uh, you know, maybe you put a couple of things in the wrong order. Maybe. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't have the same opinion as you at all, Kenny. What was I, up uh, with that music, too? It was just like, is this like, it, was, it wasn't good music. Oh, this is awesome. We have, a, we have a straight disagreement. One of the things in my like category was the music in the game. Uh, even though it got a little repetitive, it was completely themed and it totally fit the vibe of the game, like the story in the game and the world. Yeah. I felt like it fit with it really well. Um, so I really liked it. Like the cutscenes, the music would kick in and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, this is cool. Like watching the cutscenes and listening to the music was actually an enjoyable part of the game. It's just unfortunately in between those, uh, you had to play the game, which was not fun. Seems uh, like they just stole the theme tr- like from the Matrix. True. There's, there's a, there's, dude. There's a lot of inspiration in this game from, from, uh, from previous things. From but, the um, Matrix. Like <laughs> the character himself is from the Matrix. Yes, he is. He is a, a, a gravelly neo. Isn't this done by someone in Canada? Yeah, I think it was Ubisoft Montreal or something, or, or uh, IDOS Montreal. Yeah, what's up with that? I, I don't know, man. But, you know, it's not your, all Canadians it's your are fucking people. Not all Canadians are awesome like me. Or like oh. the developers of Assassin's Creed 2. Right, right. Who are um, now, where are they now? I don't know. I think someone, Electronic Arts Montreal or something like that. Who knows? Well, um, I mean, we know. We can fucking look it up. Well, you look it up and then and I'll continue disagreeing with you on uh, on the conversation. So, the, the branch... I don't really want to talk about the music. I don't think it's that interesting to talk no, about. No, you know, it wasn't super interesting, but I did think it was a good part of the game. Yeah. Um, so where I disagreed with you on the, con- the, the branching logic of the, of the conversations um, was that in the beginning, it was for me, it was nearly impossible to tell with the words alone that they choose uh, for, for the individual branches to know what the hell I was doing. Like, um, I, I'm try- and they used the worst words. One of them was like, at one point in time, I think I got placate was one of them, and absolve was the second one. And then it was like, Okay, so I can placate this guy, or I can absolve this guy. Like seriously, those are the, that's the word choice that you use in order to describe which branch I'm going to pick. It was completely nondescript, um, and I even understand. Like I know what those words mean, but based on the the context of the interview that I was giving with this guy, they, they just made absolutely no sense. So as the game went on, and I realized, unfortunately, 
that which one I picked didn't really make that much of a difference. I cared less about the choice, and I made them more quickly, and then I liked it a little bit more. But I think I had a little bit of, um, as I just mentioned, I still had a little bit of L.A. Noir rubbed off on me. And then, you know, I would, I would get those three choices, and I'd sit there for a second and go, oh, should I play Kate? I don't know. Am I going to lose points? You know, and it didn't make a shit of difference by the end of the game. It was just you could pick any of the three, and you were going to get something. Maybe not what you wanted, but you, you weren't going to get punished, basically, for, for picking one. So that was my opinion on how they did the thing. I think they could have been a little bit more descriptive and direct as far as which branch you were picking. Sorry, I wasn't listening to you this whole time. Uh, That's T- okay. Th- I was talking to our audience, Kenny. THQ Montreal. Oh, it was THQ? Yeah, I know. I thought huh. that too. Huh. But hopefully it does something cool there. Cause, uh, I thought for sure it was IDOS and like Square. No, THQ is the one that the creative director... Oh, I've got you. Yes, yeah, you're yeah. correct. Yeah, it yeah, was IDOS. It's, uh, try, try and pronounce that one on air. That'd be funny. Nope. Come on, do it. Nope. Do it. Not going to do it. Use your best French-Canadian accent. Okay, hold on. <laughs> uh, I believe it's Patrice Desilet. That was, you know, that was about a 90 there, Kenny. It's about a 90 out of 100. Yeah? Yeah, what, so not too bad. What did I mess up on? Uh, just not being French. Oh, that's right. Forgot about, the, uh, forgot about the French native French speakers, how they score things. Um, it's okay. Don't ask me to do it. Mine would probably be just as bad as yours. Hey, mine uh, was a 90, thank <clears> you. <throat> Sorry, mine would be just as good as yours. Thank you. Glass half full. Um... Okay, so... Uh, Dialogue, I don't agree with you. I don't think it was like that. I thought you could understand what was going on. We actually had a really... We talked about this a little bit. You and I had a different experience with... Uh, there's one scene with a politician. Well, like he's like a religious figure. And you went about it a completely different way than I did. You snuck into the back, like the green room, and waited for him. Or hacked his computer, right? Yeah. And then walked out. Uh, and then he and Matt did this. So he, he goes and he sneaks through the back room and sneaks past security and hacks into his computer and walks out. And then me, in typical fashion, go right into the room that he's in that he's giving a televised speech address and confront <laughs> him on stage yeah. and then convince him to tell me the location of the the odd, the person that we were looking for. Yeah, and I, I just secretly stole it out of his computer. Yeah, and I bet you Matt it probably took Matt a good 30... 30 minutes to go through there? I died quite a few times, yeah. It took me... So, well, took maybe me like an hour, really. Yeah, it took me a while. It took me about 10 minutes to get that done. <laughs> but so, but to, your, to the point, Kenny, that, that had far more to do with how you entered the building and what, what style of approach you wanted to do and less to do with the conversation logic. Actually, like, it had to do with I walked in the wrong door. I was, right, on accident. Yeah. I almost went in there too, and I was like, "Well, he's going to be in there, you know. I don't want to go. I don't want him to see me." And so I took a different path. But like, like I'm saying, I bet if you went into that room, no matter which branch you picked in the conversation, you probably would have been given an option to convince him. And it just doesn't matter if you would have absolved him, or placated him, or patted him on the tummy, no, or whatever I, the I option failed, was. I failed things before. You've never really? failed. Yeah, you can fail the dialogues. The I, only, the only thing I failed, I failed one. I failed was the, the very cop. first one. Yeah. Where, where he has the hostage and you want to try and let the hostage go? I, I failed to convince uh, the guy uh, who shot himself in the head. Like, Oh, yeah. I guess I failed at that one, too. Yeah, I went back and redid it, and I convinced him to keep himself alive. Huh. Awesome. Yeah. Good job, Kenny. Thank you. Saving 
human beings. Good Samaritan. One video game at a time. (laughs) Um, Is there anything else that we haven't... So we talked about... Well, I talked about how I thought that the tech tree was a little bit overwhelming. So there's one big thing, which, of course, I've done you the honor of, and this is kind of our last topic before we're we're out of time. Crap. The ending of the game. What did you think? Uh, Like as in the actual, like the absolute story ending? Or the last like third of the game? There is no the absolute story ending. Um, I don't know. Remind me what it was. Even you were given four choices. Really? You don't remember that? No, no. That's that's how memorable this game was from two months ago. Uh, you were given four choices. One. Oh yes, I do remember. You had to. Yes, yes. Okay, I totally remember now. You had you you come up with who the three uh, conspirator type people were of this story. And you also found like a location of something special where you could do something extra devious. Um, Auto, you can blow up, blow up everything. Yeah, you can just annihilate everybody. Right. Yes. So here's how much here's how invested I was in the game at that point in time. Um, I randomly picked one <laughs> because I had read that there was an achievement for doing all of them. So I saved the game ahead of time. And then just systematically went through all four choices uh-huh. and got the achievement. And was like, oh, cool. They all have CG endings. That's neat. They just showed pictures of things happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then each of the endings, just slightly different pictures with, <laughs> with the same music. With the narrative. Yeah. Um, with, with Adam Jensen going, sometimes as humans. We, and it's like, <laughs> shut up, dude. Just shut up. Yeah. And you know... I guess the worst part of it was that last third of the game was just boring. Dude, it was so bad. It was just boring. This this game was definitely three acts for me. The first act, the first entire third of the game, was trying to shake the cobwebs of how wanting to be Mass Effect this game was out of my mind. Which I didn't have that issue. I absolutely had that issue. Like... Every single thing from I don't know choice. why you thought it would be an RPG. I, did you have you never played Deus Ex? I did, and I thought it was great. But I thought that was literally like a 50-50 split between like at that point in time a very well done first person shooter and a, a pretty well done RPG as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And in this one, it's like, what were they doing with the combat system? Like, it's literally just like I. It seems bolted on. It doesn't feel like those they they worked on those two things to work together very well at all, which is kind of what the whole first game was about. Um, but yeah, I kept comparing everything: the the, the cover mechanics, um, the 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 wheel selector for the conversation, which again has been done by other people since you know it it appeared in Mass Effect. But just so much about the game um, was similar to, but done so much better in Mass Effect that every single time something came up, I kept comparing Deus Ex to Mass Effect, and it was losing every single comparison over and over again. So that was the first third of the game. Right. The second. The second one, once I really settled into it and I started excusing things like, am I really climbing up a ladder again? Really? Am I doing that? I kind of fell into this groove where I kind of felt a little bit more like I was a part of the game and they were feeding me some good storylines and, and I was kind of hammering through it. And then there's the last sort of the game. And I think I, and I, I did blog about one particular exchange that I have in one of the levels. But literally, there were times in the game where it was land your helicopter, walk 20 meters, talk to someone pick up an objective, walk 20 meters back, get in your helicopter, go to another... And there's cutscenes in between all this shit. So really, I'm just like watching a cutscene, listening to a character talk, 
watching a cutscene, going down an elevator, going up an elevator. And it's like, really, guys? I don't need another corridor or another elevator or another ladder or fucking vents. That's all the last third of the game was, really. It was, it was horrible. It was pretty horrible. It was just drab. Like, it was, it was just drab. Yep. And that's day sex, human that's revolution. That's day sex. If you if you make it to honestly, the, I think day I think the <clears> next one's going to be fantastic. I think that like literally the next one for me is going to be Assassin's Creed Revelations. You know where it's like I wait for it to come out and I hear what people say about it. And if really if everyone agrees that it's a marked improvement over over Human Revolution Evolution whatever the hell, um, then I'll go out and I'll play. Or more than likely I'll wait for you to get done with it and we'll trade it. But I can't see myself pre-ordering this or getting super excited about the next one at all. That's that's my final answer. That's his final answer. Yeah. And it should have been third person. It should have been fucking third person. Fucking should have been third person. The next one had better be third person. Doubt it. It better be. Doubt it. It can't uh, be that hard. They have it. They have it in there. So that's all the podcasting we've got for today. Yeah. It's a good it's a good rant. Yeah, Day Matt, six had a good showing. Apparently, a Matt with emotion showed up to this podcast, so that was nice. We haven't podcasted in a while. It was just, it was just so Pent good to, energy. Be, to be back at it. So, thank you for joining us. I'm Kenny Myers. And I'm Matthew Anderson. And this is Chips and Bits, which you can follow our blog at chips-n-bits.com and subscribe on iTunes when I update. Thanks, Thanks. for listening. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.